Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Gatoon. Joining me, Mark Ackler. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Uh, thank you. Thank you for last minute. Talk about connections. My phone call this morning, and boom, Mark Ackler's right hey, listen, here. listen, when you call... <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> well, what about like the tax man? <laughs> when I call him, you know, I pick up that phone. Uh, no, so I want to thank you first for, for coming out today. And I will not occupy just like the rest of you. You should be listening if you are right now. It should be like by the parade or it should be out by a pool or somewhere with a beverage because this is unbelievable. I feel like summer's finally here. Oh, yeah. It's Chicago. Like you have, we have to embrace this. Oh, right. well, because you're like, I feel like this wasn't a bad winter, but it was just, it felt long and just dark. Yeah, well, spring, it was it was a cold spring. It was I, a, we didn't have a spring. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we had a spring. Uh, so for those of you listening, we've got a cool show. Mark's going to sit here for the first half of the show. We're going to talk about all things uh, Mark and all things math. Uh, math is Math Venture Partners, which Mark will get into in a second here. We're going to have another company, uh, CrowdFind. Uh, Jay Sibbins is going to call in and talk about what they're doing and give you guys the opportunity to invest in them. Some of you listening may actually know CrowdFind if you went to Lollapalooza or really any major event around uh, and have lost an item. They're the company's tech, the technology that they created is what they essentially gets you back in touch with that stuff. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the showcase and stuff coming up Tuesday. So I will use that as our lead in Tuesday. We are hosting our showcase event, technology startup showcase event at the Illinois Institute of Technology, Stewart school of business. And our keynote is in fact, Mark Ackler. Uh, so Mark, I want to start off with sort of giving a little uh, bit of your background and, and sort of your crazy journey here. <laughs> I think of all the bios that I read, which is a lot, the bio that you have, you're also an adjunct professor, correct, at Kellogg? I am, yeah. Your bio there is tremendous. Well, yeah, thanks. So the danger of asking an old guy <laughs> with adult ADD his bio, you yeah. know, my, my joke is, I think I've had a fun and eclectic career. Yeah. And my wife thinks I can't hold a job. Yes, which is, which is why it's so funny. I laughed as soon as I saw it. I was like, that sums it up. Like anyone else who would talk to people like you and I would be like, what are you doing? Why are you everywhere? I don't under Just pick something and do it. Yeah, no, it's been fun. You know, I started off life. Uh, my dad and I started an Apple retail store back when Apple first started. My dad was an Apple VAR in 1978. Wow. The original Apple II. And we built a retail store. And then I went to Apple and Cupertino in the early 80s. I was the worldwide introduction manager for the Apple IIc. Wow. So I have some great early stories from back in the very beginning days. Then I came back to Chicago and became a serial entrepreneur. I built four different companies. First one did okay. Second one failed miserably. Third one, we got very fortunate. We got very lucky and, and had a, uh, we, were, um, we had a bidding war between Intel, IBM, Sega, and at the very last second, SoftBank came in and um, bought, we were SoftBank's second acquisition in the United States. Those are the right names that you want bidding against you. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's the group you want. Over beer sometime. That, that's a really fun story. I would love to know that story. Yeah. And, and then um, I started a venture capital fund in the late 90s with a couple buddies called Kettle Partners. We had two funds. First fund was during the dot-com days. Yep. And life was a lot of fun. And <laughs> for a while. The, for a while. And then the second fund... Uh, we closed in January of 2000, and I'm incredibly proud to say that 13 years later, we were in the top quartile for all funds of that vintage, which means absolutely nothing. Yeah, all it that sounds meant, great. All that meant was that we were in the black, that we yeah. got our, we got all of our LPs. Which is, a, which is that that's actually an incredible feat, to be honest. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's yeah. got to feel good. Yeah, that felt good. Um, and in fact, that's how 
math got started because I was the lead investor for a company called Sure Payroll. Okay. And the CEO of the company at the time was Troy Hennikoff. Yep. And so Troy and I, we fought the good fight together. Um, you know, we built Sure Payroll up to a fairly significant company and had a very nice exit. And, you know, my other joke is I led the A round and Troy was very happy with me. I led the B round in 2002, which was a down round, and Troy wasn't too happy with me at the time, but but we're still friends. We, yeah. we, you know, we figured it out. Well, with the name of the company, you got to stay in contact somewhere, because if those of you haven't put this together, math, M-A-T-H, you've got Mark Ackler, Troy Hanikoff, so you guys are kind of in it to win it. Yeah, well, you know, it's so funny, you know, classic Midwest, understated. We looked at everything. Names are so hard, you know, yeah. and it's really about the URL. So, you know, we looked at 30, 40, 50 names. We couldn't come up with anything, but math was available. And we went, okay, fine. Yeah, easy enough. Right. Uh, very fascinating stuff. So you, you would have been, you know, the guy that in the in the Steve Jobs movie with Fassbender, when they said, when Waz came out and said, can you say a thank you to the Apple II team? You were on that. I was there. Yeah. I was actually in the audience that day. That's awesome. Yeah, I was, you know, when we released the Apple IIc, it was exactly the same time the Macintosh came out. And, you know, it was electric being in the audience at that moment when the Macintosh was announced. It was, I've never felt anything like that. I can only imagine. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back with with Mark and talk about some of the lessons and things that you've learned and, and sort of how you've turned that into some, some pretty cool speeches, one of which is going to be given uh, at, at the uh, at the Technology Showcase coming up Tuesday. So thank you uh, for coming in again. Of course, we're going to have you back in a minute here. And uh, with uh, that said, I'm Scott Katoon, WGN Radio, AM 720. We're back at the Startup Showcase with Mark Ackler. Uh, we were going to go right into what he's learned, but we've, we, there's still more to discover before we get to the learning points because uh, another major company that you've worked for and we're pretty high up in, everyone listening will have heard of, and that is Redbox. Uh, Mark, you were, when we left off, you were talking about uh, the Kettle Fund, yep. and then there was another story, and then there's another story, <laughs> and then there's another story. So pick us up. Yeah, okay. So the quick version is after a Kettle I helped uh, co-found a company called ME Solutions, yep. EMMI. We were in the patient education healthcare business. That turned into a fairly significant company. And then after that, I went to Redbox, where I headed up innovation and also helped out heading up uh, marketing as well. Now, did I get this right? Redbox, was that not created in the originally in the McDonald's innovation? Yeah, yeah so like that's, do you, can you talk about that a little bit? I know people are not really all that familiar with with like that that even is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a, a point in time where McDonald's was looking at how could we drive more traffic to McDonald's. Yep. And we think about day parting. So their morning business was really strong. Their lunch business was fantastic. But their dinner business at this time was a little bit slow. And they're trying to think, what could we do that would bring people to McDonald's at during the, in the evening? Well, it turns out that 90% of all the movies that are rented are rented after work. Sure. Right? And rented after Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. The other beautiful thing about rental is when you rent it. Got to bring it back. You got to bring it back. Right. And so same store sales really took off. 
And so McDonald's, so we were incubated in McDonald's. That's incredible. What an incredible story. So in all this journey of stuff, and we were talking about how you were at IBM, you know, at the, at the event when IBM released the first PC and you were at Apple II and you were at, you're like all these, these are like milestone moments in the tech world. And you're at every single, you're like, where's Waldo? That's right. It's like Woody Allen had a movie Zelig as sort of like yeah. the guy who was always in the picture. That's right? you. Like, I think that's you in the tech world. Right. Uh, not Woody Allen, but the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the tech character. Right. Um, and so, you know, the, the amount of lessons that you have learned over time that you now get to instill in the uh, in the founders and things is, is amazing and incredible. And what Troy does is also the same thing when he was at TechStars, like just right, sure. incredible um, ability to help everyone else. But the other part of this that I think is interesting is you do several different speaking engagements and things. And, and that is, I think, for founders, surely, but also for just everyone. Uh, and, and the lessons that you've taken in, I think, can be applied in a million different directions. So why don't you talk a little bit about you know, what you've learned and, and how these things have kind of shaped and what, you know, what it's turned into for you. So, so how many hours do we have here? Uh, we got like 12 minutes. <laughs> okay. No, I, that's, that's the thing. That's the problem with radio. We can, we will, I promise everyone if Mark will allow for it. First off, you should go to the event uh, on Tuesday night. There's still, there's really like no spots left, but if you, you should still go just stand outside the door and listen, uh, cause the speech is going to be incredible. You'll be able to get the, the a full, uh, still a half version, but a fuller version of the story. Um, and then maybe we'll have you come back on a podcast for like four hours and just talk all about right, all this. There we go. So, all right. So the quick version here, if I had to take it to the essence, yeah, I really focus on empathy. And really focus on putting myself in the other person's shoes. And so whether it's trying to make that big sale or trying to raise money from VCs or trying to get a job, at the end of the day, I came up with three, I think, profound lessons of empathy. And those rules are, it's not about you. Yep. Do your homework. Yep. And bring a gift. And what I mean by bring a gift is add something of value to the conversation. So, for example, when people are interviewing for a job, I think the biggest trick question is, tell me about yourself. Because really what the interviewer is thinking, the interviewer is thinking, I've got a job to fill. I need these set of skills to do the job. I need these sets of experiences. And I'm looking for a culture fit. And so when the interviewer says, tell me about yourself, what they really want to know is, how are you going to fit in and solve for that equation? Right. Yep. And so it's not about you. I'll give you one quick story uh, about uh, raising money every day. So I am so grateful to be a VC and to work with passionate entrepreneurs and the intellectual exercise of trying to understand the problems that they're trying to solve. But one of my pet peeves is when entrepreneurs walk into my office and I, I listen to four or five pitches a day, every day, uh, and they walk into the office and they're not prepared. Yeah. They walk into their office and they just say, here we are, our product does X. And they didn't take the time to really get to know us and yeah. research us and understand how do we think? What's our investment thesis? What's a typical, you know, why do we invest in some companies and not other companies? Yeah. They could talk to the, like, here's a great hint. Go call the CEOs of the portfolio companies that we've already invested in and say to them, how did you get their money? Yeah. What do they like to work with? Nobody thinks good? to do that. Nobody thinks, Nobody to, thinks do that. to do that. Right. That next level of homework. Like, for example, at math, our investment thesis is all around sales, customer acquisition. And so if you knew that, you would tailor your pitch not on the features of your product. You would tailor your pitch on 
how do you acquire customers? Yeah. Because that's what we're most interested in. No, I, I totally agree. I actually think to your point, it's uh, it's one of the underlying reasons for uh, the the bad investment ratio of success. In a lot of cases, I think a lot of the founders and people, not it's not really on. I don't think it's on purpose. It's just sort of a product of how the the process goes. They take a volume approach. We're just gonna we're just gonna send our deck to every VC on the planet, and they'll take whoever says yes to the money, and they don't think about what partnerships could exist, what what relationships, how cross pollination on your portfolio, what companies you already invested in that might help them. Like they don't think about that. Well, it's also I know I'm very respectful how hard it is to raise money. Sure, of course. But that said, money's just money. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the value add that the firm and the individual partner who you're going to be partners with for 7, 10, 12 years, I mean, you're going to live with this person for a long time. You got to make sure that they add a lot of value, that they share share values with you, that on an integrity level, you know, yes, I know that many entrepreneurs can't raise money or will take money from whoever gets yeah. it. But boy, the more homework you do, the better. We, one of the takeaways that we've had from several people like yourself that come in and talk about this is that, to your point, the, the money is money. The dollar's worth a dollar. That's that's the dollar. The, the, and you can raise that or get it gifted to you, or you could make it from selling a thousand units. Whatever, however you get the dollar is what it is. The, the trick here to success, at least from my vantage point, is how do you multiply those dollars without spending more money? Wow. Getting the right partners who can bring you a dollar that's actually worth three or four, five, six dollars. That's the key. Right. How do you grow and scale your business? And all the challenges and challenges in customer acquisition and channel partnerships and hiring and putting the right team together. You know, the good news when dealing with somebody like uh, Troy or myself or our other partner, Dana, uh, or our principal, Samara, is we've done this before. We've done this many times over. And so we know how to build and grow and scale companies. And we're not passive investors. Yeah, You know, we like to really roll up our sleeves and get actively involved with our portfolio companies well here's the hint everyone listen listen is the hint just listen people don't listen enough anymore uh speaking of listen uh we're gonna have to cut to our our commercial here but mark where do people go to learn more about you and learn more about math and all that sort of stuff yeah so our website is www.mathventurepartners.com m-a-t-h venturepartners.com very good mark thanks so much okay pleasure you are listening to WGN Radio AM 720. That was Mark Ackler. I'm Scott Katoon. If you want to hear more from Mark, you can come to the Showcase event on Tuesday. That is next Tuesday, May 29th. Uh, events.technori.com slash Mark Ackler, and you'll find your way right to what we're looking for. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. We just had a nice conversation with Mark Ackler. I want to remind everybody, if you want to get tickets to this event, uh, well, they're pretty much sold out, but... Uh, People don't show up sometimes, so there'll be some standing room for you. Uh, events.technory.com backslash Mark Ackler, A-C-H-L-E-R. Uh, Mark is an incredible just person. I mean, I don't even, I can sit here and talk to Mark literally for like two hours. We could, we should have just done like a series. We'll have Mark come on every week. The stories that he could tell you about, uh, dealing with startup entrepreneurs back to the dot com, back to today, the similarities and differences and why sometimes people assume that there's a, a boom and a bust and doesn't have to be that way. Mark's just like a wealth of knowledge in that case. Uh, but anyway, speaking of, uh, another awesome company that's doing great things and has been on Technor before, uh, we are going to have Jay uh, calling in here. He's the CEO and founder of Crowdfind. Uh, Jay, are you uh, there right now? Jay Sieben here. Jay hey, Sieben, what's going on, Jay? How are you doing? Uh, doing great. 
Doing great. Excellent. Thank thanks you for, for uh, of course, thanks for taking the time out here. So um, <clears throat> we've got some time to, to talk about uh, a lot of things. Obviously, the, the equity crowdfunding piece I want to get to uh, in a minute with you on, on why you chose that. But uh, for those listening, why don't you give kind of the rundown of of what crowdfind you know, was and is, and then we'll talk a little bit about where we're going and, and how people can get more involved with it. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, crowdfind is right now, at least as far as we're concerned, the preeminent um, enterprise-level cloud-based software platform uh, for live events, venues, and arenas to handle their um, lost property and lost and found um, departments, which obviously are a big area of focus, um, but kind of a uh, an odd backroom area that was really when we discovered and kind of latched onto it um, was pretty untouched from technology. A lot of spreadsheets at best, actually a lot of binders and uh, notebooks, dusty rooms and that kind of stuff. And what we did is we took it and we brought it into the 21st uh, century and beyond and, and uh, created a workflow tool that's all image-based, and that's really kind of our secret sauce. And so what that did is it made a fantastic customer service experience for them and then uh, cut down on all the time and phone calls and a bunch of other things that they get um, for managing that process. So we took kind of, we kind of looked at a uh, – it was started out as a consumer um, play for us when we first had the idea when everybody was building apps, so it was within our – uh, Venture Lab, uh, L Street Collaborative, we had this project going. We're like, hey, maybe we can solve lost and found. And we started out just trying to find lost dogs and things in the neighborhood, and that was getting to be, you know, we didn't know where that was going to go. It was kind of neat. We had a lot of accolades. But what we found was, and kind of our history, and our anyways, more around enterprise software, that there's a real need at these large events where people leave stuff behind. And so we partnered with uh, Navy Pier initially, and then we've kind of grown from there. So, and so we're growing in that area. You know, we do Lollapalooza, Coachella, pretty much a lot of them or most of the large live events. We're in a lot of colleges. Um, we just got Salt Lake City Airport. We have a few other smaller airports and some other bigger ones coming online. And, uh, and that's kind of where we're at today. And then we're taking that technology and, and doing some other neat things uh, that's going to be coming out later this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the part that's interesting to me is, is I don't think people realize how much um, of a problem, like I, I think as a, as a consumer, you get it right. Like I lost my wallet or my sunglasses and like my phone or whatever, and I'd like to get it back, of course. Um, but I don't think people realize how much of a problem that became for the businesses themselves, like to, to actually store that, to organize it, to deal with all the inbound calls, the distractions, uh, liabilities in some cases. Uh, there was a lot of problems, I think, that kind of come from that. And you guys obviously solved the problem for the consumer, but really, I think, solved a much bigger problem for the companies themselves and the organizers. And then now you, you push it forward. It's sort of that light bulb goes off in your head. It's like, oh. Uh, well, wait a minute. What we do is more than just finding things. We can find, you know, finding lost items. We can find all kinds of things at a company. Can you talk a little bit about where, you know, directionally where you yeah, guys are no, going absolutely. with this? Absolutely. We've, we've got a couple things, and it's very broad based. So, what, and we've kind of been, um, we've been going in this direction internally for uh, quite a while, but we really wanted to prove out this, you know, our kind of eponymous project, product in CrowdFind. But uh, the secret sauce that we really did, I know you just got off with Mark Ackler. I know he's going to talk a little bit about this on Tuesday. But the really se- the, the two things that we did is uh, the technology, we call it image-led workflow. So 
it starts with a picture, and it sounds simple enough for everybody that's in today's day and age, and you ha- and you have a you know phone in your hand. But there's a lot of things that are in the business world that add or use pictures, or at some point pictures come in. But very few things start with a picture. It's the difference between attaching images to a to an email and and having Instagram. And we did it, and we did it really well and really simply. And what that did is allow them to do, in the case of particular lost and found, is do something they weren't even doing and still save half the time they were spending on it, which is take pictures. They weren't nobody was cataloging lost and found items. They were getting stuffed in a closet. And but what then that did is turned around and made it really really simple for the consumer to begin the claim process. And so, um, like for instance, Navy Pier's calls went from uh, like a you know maybe a fifty a day down to zero. Uh, they collapsed everything into the platform, and and we found that uh, at airports, 100 plus calls a day down to zero. So um, that is get where people get really excited, and then the consumer gets really excited because it's easy for them. So it's image led. We knew that there's a lot of applications for this, and I won't go into them. But a couple that we're coming out with really early this year. One is really adjacent to what we do, and one is kind of not, but one that we're really strong on. We think it's bigger than, than both combined. But So the one that's really adjacent is uh, what they're calling in the industry, um, uh, you know, like, so it's, imagine you go into a stadium like the Bears game and you can't bring something in, right? right? Prohibited items is what they call it. So there's all these different you know, lists and things that are the security guards pass around, but there's really nothing codified very well. Sometimes it changes from event to event within a specific venue. And obviously it's driven by law and circumstances and security, like with what happened in Las Vegas. So, but that happens every day. It's front of house. It's happening all the time and it's impacting everybody. And it's also a bad customer service uh, experience often because people don't know what's coming. Sometimes they don't know they can't bring that in and it changes. And, uh, for instance, we found that the NBA is asking their security staffs to report to them in an Excel spreadsheet uh, on a weekly basis all the things they take from fans, mostly to try and gauge the impact on fans, right? So they're trying to figure out, we know we have to be secure, but the fans also have an expectation of having a really good experience. That's what we solved on Lost and Found, so we're going to bring that now out to the front of the house and help give them tools, help give uh, festivals um, some more sophistication. So, for instance, not only can that security guard clearly explain, maybe show something, and they also have some tools for themselves in their pocket or at their hand on what they can do, but maybe if they do take that, it can be more easily reclaimed by the person, maybe even mailed back to you, um, maybe via some uh, payment online or something. These are all the things that we've built in already with Lost and Found. Um, so that's one example, right, uh, on the security side. And we think there's a lot of runway there. And then uh, the other one, and this is another one we're partnering with Navy Pier on, who's just been a great partner. If anybody ever gets a chance to work with um, Navy Pier's operating team, uh, Brian Murphy, who's the COO over there, they're, they're absolutely fantastic people. They're, they've been one of our longest partners. Um, and we found that they were running around, in, 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 he was running around taking pictures of things throughout the uh, uh, the pier when something was broken or needed repair or just not up to snuff or they wanted, had an idea, or whatever it was, and then he would email them around, maybe with a message, maybe not, and somebody would then send it to carpentry or plumbing or whatever. And um, But then he had no reporting, no survey or confirmation when it's completed, no notification if there's a question, no tracking of time, no deadlines, no follow-on. So we're, you know, again, this is all the stuff that we've built in naturally into CrowdFind's lost and found products. So we're going to be coming out with a product uh, that's around maintenance, 
specifically, again, image-led. And it sounds simple. It sounds like, oh, yeah, of course you're going to take pictures. But the whole point is that you start with an image. And sometimes, because of translation or whatever, that's all you need. And and then have it, have the workflow drive off that. And in, in, and in our case, um, maybe end with a transaction. So right now our trans, uh, uh, lost and found ends with a shipping uh, element that we've built in. So we imagine going from image to workflow to transaction. And so in a maintenance situation down the road, AR or other things might layer on top to help allow for procurement to identify what tools or materials need to be brought to complete that job. That's the kind of stuff that we're expanding to, which is for most people that know us probably wouldn't they wouldn't that guess coming. that. Yeah, I, I I understand that. And the thing that's interesting to me with what you guys have done, and I think this is the unique advantage that you have uh, as an operator in this, given the L Street Collaborative and, and the other stuff that you guys are doing, because um, for the longest time, and you know this being at, at uh, Tech Nexus with the guys over like Rhino Docs and things, yeah. when it comes to data storage in the past, really, whether it was simplicity on the front end of actually filling out the Excel sheet or it was really more about recall, how do I find the document? How do I find this? How do I search it? Uh, for until, you know, semi recently, uh, there really hasn't been a way to search anything other than an Excel or a Word doc. And now we're getting the ability to searchability um, put into photos and things like that. So now it's like, it, it opened a door for something that just didn't really exist before, and now it's it's useful in a way that probably never has been. And, and now you've, you you know you being in the position you're in to see that kind of stuff happen and see the technology, it's like oh I've got this company here that can do this and this. So uh, very that's fascinating right. stuff. Yeah, that's right. We talk about it internally as the in you you know we may we may mention this on Tuesday as the as kind of the sensory layer across the enterprise. I mean you've gone from data entry and database to, you know, workflow things like accounting and HR and then and then Salesforce and CRMs created basically an entire sales and martech layer on top of stuff. And it's only natural that with everything that's going on, you're gonna have a sensory layer that touches all other human senses. You know, in our case starting with visual, which could be images and video, but certainly, you know, other senses, hearing, smell and other things you could see coming down the the oh yeah, the the audio really one is I mean is is huge. Not saying that just because we're on a radio audio. show, but the, I absolutely I am absolutely all the way in on on smart speaker and audio and, and the use case. Just because there's a whole bunch of reasons, but the number one being that uh, I don't have to worry about using my arms and hands and feet and toes and fingers. Like the wearables thing, what caught me about that is that in order to do one thing, I had to stop doing another. And yep. with audio and, and, and being able to, to say things and give commands, I, I don't have to lose one of my hands. It's, it's non-ambulatory, which is cool. Uh, before we head out of here, right. I want to uh, give you the opportunity to tell people where and how they can invest in this company. I think it's um, the investment, You know, obviously, as a person who deals with this fairly regularly, I love the idea of investing in a great company and great idea, but sometimes... Oftentimes, the majority of it is an investment in a founder and someone who I think can continue to pivot and find the way and find another value that their company can create. And you are one of those people. So how do people invest in both CrowdFind and in you? Yeah, well, you can do both by investing in CrowdFind right now. Anybody, we launched a Republic uh, campaign. We're really like a day or two in. We we uh, strategically timed it on about the same day that everybody uh, launched their GDPR email campaigns, yep. which I wouldn't. So we're going to let that dry down a little bit before we hit everybody with some more marketing. But we got a we got a way, way to, ways to go. Uh, we got I don't know a handful of thousands in there going. But uh, you can go to republic.co backslash uh, crowdfind or search crowdfind on Republic's uh, uh, equity crowdfunding campaign, and that's just started. So we've got you know a sixty day runway minimum investment. 
Um, and all this stuff's on there. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say how much you're just supposed to go look. But everything about our company's there, a little bit about our business plan, our history. Um, you can find more uh, about me at um, uh, my first name, J-Y, Sieben, S-E-B-B-E-N, uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, you can find out more about L Street at lstreetc.com. And, uh, but we'd love to have people uh, invest in crowdfunding. It's, it's got a consumer edge, and so that's why we went with the equity crowdfunding campaign because it's uh, you know partial marketing, partial capital. And uh, because we're kind of this bridge between customer service and consumers and enterprise, we thought it was going to be really uh, beneficial for us, and we're really looking forward to it. So we're, we're happy to ha- be on, and thanks for, for letting us come on on a, on a beautiful Saturday. And uh, I think I'm going to head back out to the backyard party after this. So I, think I, think, that's, uh, I, I'll, I think I'll join you there. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jay, so much for taking the time. And again, for everyone listening, uh, you can see Jay live on stage at our showcase event on Tuesday, May 29th at Illinois Institute of Technology. Howard Tolman is going to be speaking on there. He was a guest last week on the show. Uh, Mark Ackler, who was on the show before this, is going to do the keynote. And Jay will be one of four other companies pitching live on stage that you can invest in. I highly, highly recommend it. If you can't make this event, come to another event. Uh, we'll have an on, another one later on the summer. Events.technori.com. Jay, thank you so much for taking the time and enjoy, Thanks, uh, enjoy some beers and some good food out there. I will. All right. Take care, Jay. It. I am Scott Katoon. You've been listening to WGN Radio AM 720. As always, uh, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Technor. You can follow me at Katoon. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here and come back. If anyone has any questions or calls, feel free to call us 312-981-7200. Um, we'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. You've uh, been hopefully enjoying this in some sunny weather. I really, really, really want to be outside right now. Like We're in the Allstate Showcase studio for one of the last times, which is... Kind of sad to me, at least, but uh, honestly, to watch all these people standing outside looking in the window is, is incredible, and it's something we're going to miss here at WGN, and I'm going to miss personally. Um, I will say, I, I didn't miss the cold days, but on a summer day like this, it's like we should just set up shop and do the show right outside. Uh, it's been a great show. We've got a couple minutes left here. I don't know if anyone is calling in or wants to call in. Uh, 312-981-7200 for questions. I usually open up questions earlier on the show. This time I wanted to leave it open in case people want to talk about crowdfunding because I think it's really interesting. Uh, we've got several other companies who are pitching on Tuesday. And like I said before, if you guys are interested, uh, there's this event's going to be probably sold out, um, but we'll be hosting another one sometime later on this summer. It's so worth your time just for no other reason than to sit there and listen to people like Jay go on and on and on about different ideas that they, they build. I mean, literally, uh, crowdfind as a story, as a backstory, Jay didn't really get into this, but they were launched on technology stage several years ago. Um, and at the time it was very consumer facing and it was sort of everything that he said. It was, it was a place for like a lost and found for your, for your, put it on your phone, uh, assuming you didn't lose your phone. Um, and then he came back on stage again, uh, about two years ago or a year ago. And it was sort of this new version that they, that they are, you know, technically are today, which is a, an inventory system for lost and found for, for a ton of companies, Navy Pier being one of them, obviously. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a great company, but then he reaches out to me again. He's like, I got this idea. And all of a sudden, you know, you're starting to see, you can search on your phone. If you look at photographs, if you have an iPhone, like I do, you can type in words and it'll, it'll pull up pictures, type in horse. If you've got a picture of you and a horse on your phone, it's going to pull that up, which is crazy. Uh, And what that has done is basically enabled us to search images, which makes it so much easier than typing out a description of something or what you're trying to do or fix or see you can take a snapshot of it and just store it uh and people can pull it up all over the place and i think jay did a great job kind of explaining all these things but uh what he what he you know for for those listening what 
might not have tied out is that whether it's maintenance or it's things that are going on in the office or it's ideation. If you look at the, the career and path that Mark Ackler's had, imagine if for the last, you know, 35 years or whatever it's been, if Mark could have literally just taken photographs of different ideas that they were doing at Redbox and at Apple and, and just had this like, this treasure trove that he could search through other than just in his brain. And, and I'm sure all the loose leaf papers that are just sitting about his, his house right now that his wife is probably thrilled with. If you could just imagine having that kind of power, uh, it's incredible. I really think what, what, what crowdfind is, is up to is, is kind of game changing and, and I, I guess unique to me and unique to Chicago, I think. Um, and then a lot of the companies we find here build something kind of cool uh, great idea, great problem, but then they, they're able to sort of figure out financially how to stay in the game and how to stay thriving long enough for technology to catch up to something bigger, and they just keep building and building, and that's sort of what uh, I think Mark is going to tell everybody when you come and, and hear him talk his empathy rule speech about life is about paying attention to opportunities and making the right moves at the right times to be able to capitalize on them. And that's what it's all about here. So uh, hopefully you guys gained uh, as much value out of this show as I did. I'm like sitting here. I want to go for like two more hours, although I want to go outside to do that because it's awesome out. Uh, anyway, uh, we should be back. I don't know. Camille, when are we, are we back next week? What, what are we on the show? We will again? not be back next week. Um, what a bummer. I won't be here until the end of June. When am I, I supposed to come you're back? here June 9th, but I have to go to a wedding. So. Well... I'd rather go to the show, to be honest. Really? My first, like, friend wedding, actually. Oh, well, so. then you want to do... I'm going to a wedding after this. I think oh, I want really? to... That's why I want to stay here and keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so June 9th, we'll be back with another great show. Uh, so for those of you, if you want to keep up with us in the meantime, between now and June 9th, we do a podcast. We actually do, like, four podcasts every week. They get released at technory.com. We interview people like Mark and Jay every day. Uh, only those those interviews have no commercials and they go on for 20, 30 minutes and it's like incredible knowledge bombs left and right. So check us out at technori.com. You can get us on social, Facebook and Twitter uh, at Technori. You can get me on Twitter and Facebook at Katoon. Uh, I hope to hear from you guys. If you have questions, comments, there's more stuff you want me to look into on the tech side that you'd like to bring to the show. Feel free to reach out. Happy to do that. Camille, great show. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Of course. Great. Uh, this is WGN Radio. We'll be back after this break.